Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the songs you just heard are Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider, followed by Rainbow in the Dark by Dio, and they are also the walkout songs for the next guests on the show, Dave and Paige Storm. Before there were the likes of Felicity Taylor, Ella Schmidt, and Lily Luft, there was Paige Storm. Paige has a tremendous amount of accolades. She was a six-time USGWA Iowa State champion. She was Iowa's first two-time junior women's freestyle All-American and was a two-time USA national champion, just to name a few. And she accomplished everything with her father, Dave, in her corner. Dave started the Spencer Girls Wrestling Team back in 2000 and had 26 girls on his team, a team that he is currently coaching. The apple didn't fall far from the tree as Paige has been chosen as the first ever coach of the Buena Vista Women's Wrestling Team. I am honored to have been able to interview both Dave and Paige together at the same time. There is no doubt in my mind that girls wrestling in Iowa would not be where it is today without these two. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Coaches Dave and Paige Storm. Since it is after the holidays, I want to start with a holiday question. Um, Do you guys still have Christmas decorations up? No. We didn't put any up. Oh, you didn't put any up? (laughs) No, we didn't. We're, we're in the middle of moving. My husband and I actually, we just, we're in the process of buying a house. So we're living in a house that the college owns right now. Oh, cool. So yeah, we finally bought our own and we didn't even have a tree this year. So I feel bad, but. <laughs> when do you normally put Christmas decorations up? Like a week after Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. I don't. My wife no. does. Oh, okay. My wife does. <laughs> when does she put them up? Uh, about r- right around Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. That's December fair. First, maybe. Did she say maybe December 1st? Yeah, maybe December 1st, maybe. right around there. Okay. All right, cool. So after Thanksgiving. Okay, because that's always a topic for discussion is when you put them up, you know. And they come down at our house the day after Christmas. The day after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Real quick. Just okay. <laughs> Um, also it was fun. I was kind of, I found an article about, um, the Spencer's, uh, women's program. And in there, it said you two dueled against each other. Cause you were at Lennox page in yes. South Dakota and you guys dueled each other. Well, I was at Lennox my first year. And then the second year I was at Harrisburg and okay. when I was at Harrisburg, yes, we dueled each other. Yes. I've I've heard like you know you lost yeah we did (laughs) that you know I've obviously you come across teammates or people who went to one school and now coach at another school and they competing and I I don't recall really listening or hearing about a a father-daughter coaching against each other what was that like did you guys talk the week of yeah we talked we talked talked a lot of smack the week of yes That had to be fun too, you know. But also stressful. Was it stressful? Yes. Yes. I, I, it wasn't stressful for me. I, I, I mean, I was excited about it. You yeah. know, I, it was something that uh, 
you know, honestly, I don't know, maybe it's happened in Iowa before, but, uh, you know, it, it was fun for our family. That's for What's sure. Yeah. What about your wife? She stays pretty neutral. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she wore my pin. I had a, a picture of me and my coaching clothes taken to put on a, a button for her. Oh, she, yeah. She was the only I... one that wore it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. I bet that would have been difficult for her, but also fun. Like you guys said, it's tough because it, it'd be fun, but it'd also be just stressful at the same time. But. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's like, I mean, if she would have won, I wouldn't have cared. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, that's, that's just the sport, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see her be successful and, you know, mm-hmm. but, but we're not, I'm not definitely not going to back off on her either. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not going to take, <laughs> um, one of the things you said just a little bit ago was that, um, you had a tournament where you took 26 girls and most of them wrestled each other. I was wondering for both of you, that has to be still, a ch- is that still a challenge to this day to find numerous different schools to compete against? So you're not wrestling the same teams over and over and over again. Well, well, back in 2000, um, we, I started a team here in Spencer and uh, we ended up having 26 high school girls that came out. And uh, at that time, uh, there was talk when we went to some of these USGWA tournaments that uh, there was there was another school in Iowa, Gilbert. Uh, Scott Otter was the head coach. Uh, he had a girls team with about 20 girls on it. Wow. And so after we went down to watch the Iowa's first girls state tournament put on by USGWA back in 1998, Paige wasn't old enough to wrestle in it. Um, so I found out that there was nationals in Detroit, girls nationals. So we took Paige out to nationals that year. Then the next year we came back. They had another uh, USGWA state tournament in Gilbert. Paige was old enough to wrestle in that one. So she wrestled in it. And after the tournament was over, they said, hey, we need some coaches to come over here. We're thinking about forming some teams around the state. And I was just like, man, that's great, you know, because I'd really never seen any that many girls wrestled before at tournaments. So all these, there was about six, seven coaches that thought it was a great idea and said that they would, they were going to try to get a team together. So that year when we went out to nationals in Detroit in 99, I took my video camera with me, started videotaping all these high school girls wrestling. There was uh, college girls from Canada that were down there wrestling in it. And then I put this highlight video together. And then the next fall, Right before wrestling started, I had a meeting and put up a bunch of flyers. And then we uh, had a bunch of girls, had like 35 girls show up to the meeting to check it out. And I showed them this video and got everybody kind of cranked up about it. And 26 of them ended up coming out. But then when we would go and wrestle at these other tournaments, you and, and they were USGWA tournaments, United States Girls Wrestling Association. Um, you know, there, there might be only another 25, 30 girls at the tournament besides mm-hmm. ours. So a lot of times our girls ended up having to wrestle each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we would travel distances to go to these different tournaments to try to get different competition. But when you have that many girls, yeah, ultimately some of them end up wrestling each other. And it was a lot. 
you know. I was always in the like element at that time. I was in like elementary, middle school, and there weren't really many of them, so I didn't really have to worry about it so much until mm -hmm. I um, would wrestle up. You know, I'd wrestle my because it was K through five, or was it second through fifth grade, and then sixth, seventh, and eighth was middle school, and then you know nine through twelve in high school, and and there were tournaments where I'd wrestle both just to get you know more matches and yeah anytime we were in the high school moved up to the high school portion that yeah I usually had to wrestle a teammate mm. that can be tough can be tough wrestling a teammate especially wrestling a teammate over and over and over and over and over again like <laughs> yeah you know do you still find that is is an issue you know because my <clears throat> my little cousin wrestles she's sophomore in high school and it seems like she sometimes will wrestle the same same girl multiple times over and over and over because where they go, she's always there too. Right. And yeah. So. And, and, you know, and I think now that it's sanctioned here in Iowa, you know, we're able to go to these tournaments. There, I mean, back then there was only like six, seven tournaments that you could go to. Yeah. You know, now you can find a tournament with the high school girls almost every Monday night to go to every Saturday and possibly on a, you know, and, and you don't have to travel very far. So you can, you can find all these tournaments right in your backyard and, you know, get all sorts of different competition. So, I, you know, as much as it's grown, our girls, you know, at times still have to wrestle against other girls that they've wrestled before, but not every week. Okay. What about collegiately? You know, one of the things that I told you, Paige, I went to the soldier salute. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I specifically watched them, you know, and, and it seemed like there were a lot of also teammates either in the same bracket or, you know, when you go, there are plenty of women's wrestling programs out there, but there's still only enough, it seems like, to hold a you know, certain amount of tournaments. So they, I think they end up wrestling the same women as well. Yes. Yeah, something like you know, in the ones that I've gone to this year alone, um, a lot of times you see that, uh, that I guess I have seen, mm -hmm. uh, especially because they're open tournaments. Right. So that's kind of, yeah. And something that they run into, at least for now. Right. Yes. For now. Yes. For now. I mean, one of the big things I came away with watching collegiately was, so I explained it like this. They, they wrestle freestyle in college, but um, under freestyle rules, but they're still mostly wrestling folk style, you know, like <clears throat> a single leg, you know, they're not trying to crotch lift, you know, to get to exposure, you know? So like, there's mm -hmm. still, it has that, have you found that to be kind of a challenge to now? Okay. We're wrestling freestyle now. And these, these girls that you're getting are now like, what's that kind of. I think uh, a lot of people from what I've noticed, it's, it's intimidating they think, oh, freestyle, I'm going to get thrown. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could, obviously you could, you could get thrown in folk style too, but this isn't Greco, right? It's, it's, this, this is freestyle. And I think having to try to, having to try to explain that, but then having girls realize, oh, what? I can lock my hands when I'm on top. Like it's just <laughs> those little things that you yeah. can, hey, guess what you can do now? And they're like, no way. Yes. So, but then, you know, there's the girls that, they're not, they're not good on their feet and we don't start parterre anymore. So then 
then you run into some other issues. Like I don't like wrestling on my feet. Well, it's not, I mean, that's something we can work on. Yeah. You know, something that needs to be worked on. So, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I thought it was like, you know, when, when I was watching the Iowa women, like they're not competing this year, just open, you know? So like, how is it tr- training your, your women wrestlers when that's not really a year this year? It's just, you know, that's, that's gotta be kind of tough to keep a, a mindset going. Yeah. So right now we all, we have two on campus. Uh, they practice with each other. They're roughly the same size, which is good. Yeah. Um, you know, we've kept them separate from our men's program just to keep them comfortable in the room. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just getting people on board to, Hey, we're starting a program next year's our first year of competition. This is, you know, this is how we want to build our program. This is, you're the type of person that we want here. And we kind of go from there. So I've been talking to girls from all over the place and I did not realize how many people I would be talking to. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. When my, my cousin went to a camp at the university of Iowa, you know, she had roommates and they were from all over Oregon, California. I think there's one from Texas. I mean, they're just everywhere. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's great. I'm like, I didn't know there was this many, this many of us out here. This is <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> <clears throat> um, where did your, where did both your love for wrestling begin? I mean, you know, we can start with, with Dave, if we want, or we can start with Paige, but <clears throat> where did that, excuse me, where did that seed kind of get started? I started wrestling when I was in elementary school through our YMCA program and uh, grew up, you know, just wrestling here at Spencer. And then, uh, you know, my other love was football and I ended up going to college to play football, but Mm. uh, yeah. So I, I ended up starting it probably, I think I was second grade at the YMCA. Football, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What what made you decide to go that route? Well, I actually, I thought I was going to wrestle when I was a freshman in college. I, I was kind of going in thinking I could do both. But then the uh, the last practice before our bowl game uh, at junior my junior college bowl game, my freshman year, I blew my knee out. Uh-huh. So I had to sit out. And uh, I like to uh, eat pizza and drink beer and gained a lot of weight. So... <laughs> Oh, y'all. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then, and I got lazy and I was like, ah, football's a little bit easier than wrestling is. So I'll just stay with the football route. Hmm, where'd you go to, where'd you go to school at? Nah, Ellsworth junior college. Okay. Okay. That's a good program down there. Yeah. So, yeah. And then what about you, Paige? Um, I guess, just, so my mom was a cheerleading coach, uh, football cheerleading and wrestling cheerleading. And my dad was a wrestling coach and a football coach. But um, I guess just being raised around it, being there. Um, my brother wrestled, I don't know. It was his first tournament. How old was Brock? Three? He, he was preschool. Three. Yeah, he's three or four. Yeah, three or four. I think you were in first grade. yeah. Yeah, we're we're 15 months apart, so we're close in age. But um, Brock had gone to wrestle, and my grandma had sewn me this little cheerleading uniform. Mm -hmm. Go be his cheerleader, and I uh, 
yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I saw him wrestling. I wanted to wrestle. I just really mm -hmm. wanted to wrestle. And then the highlight video, there was a YMCA little guys wrestling highlight video that my dad had made in like 1985 <laughs> or something on VHS. And I used to watch that all the time. And I'm like, there's, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. It had at the end, um, like a video of all of these guys winning state titles at the state tournament when it was in the barn. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, I want to go to vets. I want to wrestle there. I want to be there. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then I want to wrestle in the Olympics. And that was obviously way far before, you know, 2004 and everything, mm -hmm. but that's what I want to do. And yeah. I'm curious what, like, <clears throat> you know, women's wrestling and girls wrestling wasn't, it was really hardly even a thought back then. So what, what made you want to like, what pushed you to push the boundaries a little bit? And like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And almost like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm still going to do it. You know, that's intimidating. I mean, I guess my, I didn't know any different. Um, my parents never said that's not something that girls typically do. Uh, that's something that I really definitely started to hear a lot more when I got into like sixth grade, seventh, when I started to, when I hit puberty, that's yeah. something you really hear. And, and not from, you know, people really in my room, I was very fortunate. Um, I was very safe in my, in my room. I had a great coaching staff and, and I had great teammates, but something that I heard from a lot of other people, the older that I got, but I mean, I just knew what I wanted to do and you're not going to tell me what to do. So yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> when when you did was there ever times both of you you know where you decided maybe you should you know maybe this isn't something I should do like did did any time at any point did that noise get to either one of you where you're like man okay maybe we shouldn't do the same more not to me uh, no um you know uh just just to add about when Paige first started wrestling I I think it was like it might've been the second year that she wrestled. We're going into weigh in at a tournament and she looked around and she's looking at everybody and she goes, I think I, I'm the only girl here. I don't think she ever realized that she was the only girl that was wrestling at these tournaments. Cause we never made a big deal about it. Mm -hmm. That she was a girl. We just, you're going to wrestle. You can wrestle. You can wrestle like everybody else, mm -hmm. you know? And then we're like, yep, I guess you are the only girl here. Not a big deal. Hmm. I think I think that's that's good advice to anybody to not make a big deal no matter what what the difference might be whether it's you know you're a girl or your skin color or whatever you don't have a leg you know whatever it is like if you don't make a big deal about it as a parent or as a coach that just leads into your athlete not making a big deal about it either like yeah. yes and, 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 you know, there, there was some times, you know, uh, like we talked a little bit ago, there were some times there was things that uh, really weren't fair, probably on Paige's end of the deal. But uh, we, we just tried to, I, I tried to keep my mouth shut as much as I could because I didn't want to want to raise a ruckus about it and just say, hey, well, we're just going to have to work through it. And uh, you know what, you're an athlete. We're just, just keep on wrestling. Don't listen to the naysayers and and uh, some of the other stuff that went on. 
Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll be all right. You know, as I get older, <clears throat> you know, I, I get a different relationship with my parents because I get older and I start to hear a little bit of the noise that they had to deal with growing up just as parents in a community, you know, and I'm sure Paige is starting as a coach now starting to get a little bit different perspective, but was there ever a time where you and your wife sat down and maybe were like, we need to move. Maybe we need to, you know, maybe she shouldn't wrestle. Like, was there ever a time where your parent hat kind of got put on and you're like, is this what, is this the best? Are we doing the best situation for, for our daughter? You know, I'm trying to ask like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess back then, you know, I would talk about, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities to go anywhere to do anything like that. So we just made the best of our opportunities here with, you know, with the coaching staff, you know, I was lucky. I worked under Dave Schaefer for 20 years um, you know, and he was Paige's coach and we had some great assistants. I'm like, you know what, we can get pretty much what we want, what we need for right now here. And then we made friends with other people up in Minnesota and, uh, you know, they, they were into the freestyle stuff. So Paige would, you know, be an hour and a half to our drive, but we'd go up there so she could have freestyle practices with the freestyle coaches up there, you know, so, you know, I, I, I don't think we ever thought about moving anywhere or doing anything any different. You know, just it just just travel. We just had to travel a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and took and, and, you know, took advantage of, you know, just any anything, anything that we could to make her to, to make her better. You know, like I said, she was lucky. We were lucky enough to be on and I was lucky enough to be coaching on a coaching staff. So like when we would go to the Nebraska team wrestling tournament, she could go right along with us. She could, They got her own, her own dorm room, you know, uh, away from the boys and stuff like and I that. I got my own bathroom. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so our, 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 our coaching staff was really accommodating for Paige. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when girls wrestling in Iowa started to take off a little bit, you know, did, did you guys get emotional about it? Like, was that something that like, you know, did you start a sense of relief or just some happiness take over? You're like, this is, I can't believe this is finally happening. Yeah. You know, last year when it was sanctioned, we were sitting up in the stands and uh, I got, not going to lie. I got a big old apple in my throat and it was like, yeah, this 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 needed needs to happen. Needed to happen a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was it was emotional for me because I, I was just like, yes, these girls have finally met the milestone of doing this. Mm-hmm. Age? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I know when I when I remember when they announced that it was sanctioned. Um, my husband and I were driving back from a wrestling tournament in Pierre and we were on the interstate and um, we were kind of waiting for the finals to start. And that's when they made the big announcement. And I just, I, I lost it. I bawled. Mm-hmm. I, it was, I don't know it. I mean, we, we still obviously have a lot of work to do, but it was just uh, like a relief that people don't have to do that stuff anymore, that mm-hmm. there's finally something that's at least established 
So yeah, it was, it was pretty great. I still get emotional thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Almost as if like, you know, and the reason why I wanted to ask you guys that, because it seemed like some of us, some of the girls going back in the day, like we had a girl on our team. um, I just, I feel like you guys were really the trailblazers and really pushed hard, you know, to make this happen, you know, behind the scenes. I don't know if a lot of people know, know this. So, you know, for, for it to happen and for you guys to be like, finally, you know, like this is what we've been wanting, like almost as if like, finally y'all are listening to us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've been saying this for 20 years. But, you know, I used to say we were like with our Spencer girls wrestling team back in 2000. I said we were we were just 20 years too early. And another coach said, no, Iowa was 20 years too late. And, you know, when he said it like that, I'm like, hmm, you're right. Because we had, you know, uh, it's crazy because I have a, I was going through some stuff and I found a Rolodex uh, from back in the day. And I used to take every tournament I we would go to, I would find, find the girls and I'd go get their parents and I'd get their name and address, phone number. And I had a mailing list. And anytime there was a tournament, uh, whether we were putting on a girls tournament here in Spencer or there was another girls tournament or information to the USGWA national tournament on Detroit, I'd write it all down and I'd write out these letters and I'd send it out all with, you know, all on my own money. And, uh, I was going through that the other day and I have over a hundred and some girls in that Rolodex from back in the two thousands that were wrestling, you know, which I, 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 you know, had, we had something a little bit more structured back then. I think I, I really truly think it would have taken off back then. Mm-hmm. It was just a regular way of thinking at, at the time, you know, I know this might be a silly question, but why did you push so hard? I mean, you seriously, it seemed like you went, you were so hard. You pushed this so hard. And why? I did it for my daughter. I mean, like like I said, and, and back when I first started all this, when Paige was younger, I wasn't sure. And I knew she loved to wrestle. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I wasn't sure if she was going to be able to wrestle in high school, you know? So that's why I kind of started that club and, you know, just so that we would have something in place once she got up to the high school level. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it just, it also seems like <clears throat> all that hard work paid off, you know, to this point. And I don't think it would be where it's at, you know, if you guys didn't push, have you guys like kind of sat and reflected on that about, you know, how it got to this point and how you guys played a role in it and, you know, just kind of be able to reflect on. You know, people, you know, I, I look at it like this. It, I, it was like, a, I don't know. I was like, I felt like there, there was other people that were helping as well mm-hmm. in this process, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, the, the reason it is where it is today, it's because of the girls. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I didn't do anything special. I did something for my daughter that I thought was right, you know, and uh, but but it, it's the girls that stuck with it and hung in there and, you know, had to wrestle the boys and, you know, and weren't probably treated equally. And that, but they stuck out, stuck it out, 
you know, um, they're, they're the ones that got it. They're, they're the trailblazers. They're the ones that got it where it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Paige? What was the question? Sorry, I got a little emotional there. <laughs> I heard that. I mean, you know, I just thought that over all this, it seems like finally the work that you guys put in paid off, you know, and he just basically was saying how you're, you're the, you're the reason, you know, as modest as he wants to be, you know? Well, I mean, I think, and, you know, dad and I have, and, and my mom and, and my, my family and I have, you know, kind of been talking about it a lot too, is it's gaining more and more support. And, you know, we're like, okay, can you believe that, you know, there's some people that at least maybe, maybe we changed some minds, right? Mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, put it that way, not, no not speaking ill of anybody, you know, um, but it definitely was not accepted by a lot of the people that now do accept it. I'll just, you know, at first, I don't know how else to say it, but I think that a lot of minds have changed now that, um, girls have an opportunity to compete with other girls and against other girls. I think a lot of minds have shifted mm-hmm. and that's something I guess I've thought a lot about is, you know, how, how could things have been different if people still had those same attitudes at a time where there wasn't those opportunities? Yeah. And I, that, that leads me to a question I kind of asked. So I had Megan Black Campion on and, um, you know, I asked her this question. And so what, is there ever like some sort of a little bit of resentment that it's happening now and that it didn't happen sooner when you were going through it? I mean, am I jealous? Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> I am. Yes. I would give anything to, to have the opportunities that these girls have now. Be able to go to a tournament and not only, you know, wrestle other girls, but to have my own locker room at an away place, mm-hmm. you know, and not have to get dressed in the same locker room that the boys' moms that I just, you know, the moms of the boys that I just wrestled are using. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just to have my own space to be with other girls that are like me, you know, that, huh, yeah, I'm, I'm jealous <laughs> in a good way though, but mm-hmm. it, it's been long overdue because I don't think anybody needs to, needs to go through the stuff that, that we went through. They, they shouldn't have to know that they should be able to love the sport for the sport itself, you know, but I don't, there's never been a time that I've resented it. Absolutely not. Mm. I wouldn't change thing. It's made me mean. So <laughs> <clears throat> you know, that kind of brings up a good, an interesting dynamic there of using the same locker room, you know, something you don't think about, you know, but you had to deal with it. And your, you know, your dad, the same thing, like had to deal with knowing that that was the case, you know, <clears throat> and now you have a girl's locker room with camaraderie and just, yes. And uh, it's safe. Feel- it's safe to shower when you're done wrestling because right. there's like 500 of them. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel so? Did you feel alone at times? You know, where you didn't have any other teammate to kind of turn to. Kind oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. You know, the closest, the other girls that were closest to us. You know, we had Chandra Mill, uh, Chandra Peterson in Lake Mills, uh, Tiff Sluick, She was in Mason City, and Kelly Rasmussen 
out of Blue Earth, Minnesota. Those those were the closest girls in proximity at the time that were also wrestling, you know, on their high school teams. So, I mean, Lake Mills dispensers over 100 miles. It's about the same for Blue Earth too. You know, it's those those were my buddies. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's who I had in the state at the time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And what about as a parent, you know, <clears throat> like, I'm sure there were things that you had to deal with, you know, like, kind of getting the side eye from other parents, you know, going, oh, well, there's Dave Storm, you know, coming in with his daughter trying to wrestle or whatever, you know, like, how did you handle that as a parent, knowing that you're probably going into a uh, somewhat of a hostile situation, maybe not hostile, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Some, I wouldn't say it was hostile, just yeah. like a, probably a negative environment towards, you know, towards Paige and, and myself. And, you know, we would go to, we would go to tournaments and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the, the, the person that couldn't keep his mouth shut was my brother. So when, when somebody, <laughs> when somebody would cross face a little extra hard on Paige or something, he would, he would be down on the mat screaming and hollering or if some parents said, you know, break her neck, you know, something like that. My brother would be right up in their face and getting kicked out of tournaments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I just had to keep my cool about, try to keep my cool as much as I could and, and just make sure that she was safe and not in a bad situation. But like I said before, I was really fortunate. Paige was really fortunate with the coaching staff that we had. Uh, they all accepted her and loved her and, and they had the best, the best for her in mind too. And they, they would never let anything bad happen to her, but you know, it's the negative stuff, you know, like we kind of talked about that before and, and uh, you know, I don't want to get into a bunch of that stuff, but you know, there was, there was parents that were mean and cruel out there as, as well as coaches and uh, you know, and, 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 and kids, you know, wrestler, but like I said, you know, just don't listen to them. We just got to stay focused on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Was there just, also a lot of positive though, too, that came from that? Was there a yeah, lot of, you know, you patted you on the, the back and went, this is awesome. Yeah, there was. Uh, actually, Paige had like a little fan group of some moms that had been around wrestling for a long time from other <laughs> schools. And they would always come up and, you know, hey, how you doing, Paige? You know, and they got to know Paige really well. And, and they accepted her for who she was and what she was doing, you know, and and, and, there, and not just moms, but dads, too, and, and other coaches that were intrigued by you know, her love for the sport and, you know, she got knocked down, she got back up and went back out there again, you know. Did you ever, Paige, did you ever have little girls come up and ask for your autograph? Because I noticed that too at the soldier salute. And I thought that was very sweet. Like they, they were so, there were little girls would be like, oh, look, you know, there's uh, Ella Schmidt from Bettendorf. Oh my God, hell, you know, let's run up there and get your autograph and picture taken, you know, and almost as a celebrity, you know couple times and yes i i was like this is so awesome this is adorable because they were usually teeny and little singlets too so Mm -hmm. yeah that was sweet yeah (laughs) um do they still do they still do that every once in a while like if you go to a tournament now no (laughs) no i no i i kind of try to maintain a little profile but somebody like you know olivia huckfeld or tatum shepherd screams my name and everybody looks over there so but 
no, nobody asks for <laughs> autographs anymore. Yeah, that would be that, that. It was just sweet to witness that, you know, like, you know, the, they got role models to look up to. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Or couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Um, and what about you, Dave? Like you're you were kind of a role model, you know, like in the especially for girls wrestling, you know, like, oh, there's Dave Storm. He kind of he did all this for the sport, you know, and I know you don't want to take all the credit, which, you know, there's a lot of people that helped along the way. But, um, you know, you, you had a hand in it all as well. I don't know. I, I mean, nobody's come up and asked for an autograph and that's okay. <laughs> well, they should, they should, <laughs> you know, but it's like I said, you know, it's, 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 it wasn't me. I mean, I mean, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, Scott Otter from Gilbert, you know, he, he was a girls coach back then and he still, I think coach there, uh, you know, he's the one that kind of got the whole thing started with the first girls tournament in Iowa. So, I mean, he has a lot to do with it too, but uh, you know, I, like I said, it's, it's the girls that got this thing going. They just, I just needed a little bit more guidance Mm-hmm. to get it going in the right track you know you you stepped away from from coaching when Paige graduated you know what what kind of brought you back to coaching you know did you still feel like you had that fire in you or well you know I, I when I got out I was kind of like okay I'm tired I'm done been doing it you know I'd been doing it for 20 some years and uh and I was like just took a, I went from football to wrestling and then with Paige and her wrestling, you know, it was, it was about a year round type thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I was just kind of, kind of tired and wanted to move on and try some other things. And then I wanted to follow my son who was wrestling. It was two years younger than, than Paige. And, uh, you know, and so when I, when I got out, I was out and then I would always go back into the wrestling room uh, started, you know, every once in a while at the high school and just kind of watch practices and see what was going on. Well, three years ago when I walked in there, we had, there was, it was, I think it was a third day of practice, something like that. And I didn't know that there was any girls that were out and there was four girls standing there and they looked like deer in headlights. They did, you know, they had never wrestled before. And, you know, there was a bunch of boy, high school boys in there and practice was going on. And, uh, you know, they, they were way behind, you know, they didn't, they'd never wrestled before. Mm-hmm. So I just went up to uh, Adam Gress, the head coach and said, Hey, you mind if I pull these girls aside and start working with them? And he's like, Oh heck no, go ahead. So uh, I just started going in and working with those four girls and kind of like told my wife said, man, I'm kind of digging this again. You know, this is fun. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I do miss it. I, I did miss it, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, that, that's what got me back into it. Those four girls. What did what did your wife say when you came home and were like, "Hey, I uh, got something to tell you." Kind of liking this coaching thing again. It, you know what? I think she was just happy to see me smiling, and mm-hmm. you know that that I was having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, and, and I did. I and I, and I am. I'm having fun doing it yet, and, um, but. Yeah, I, I think she was probably probably glad to see me get out of her hair. <laughs> she wasn't used to me coming home at four o'clock every day. Right. You know, I, when you're a coach, you don't get home till seven, eight o'clock at night. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you, is there 
Now, Paige, have you come to your dad for advice since you've started the coaching, you know, started coaching? Is he someone yes. you lean on? Yes, definitely. I asked my dad. Um, so there's this joke that my dad talks to Coach Greeter more than he talks to my mom. Um, and that and Jason Shepard is also, they're all, the three of them are always talking to each other. So if I'm not talking to my dad, asking him about advice, I'll talk to my stepdad coach greeter or my uncle jason shepherd so <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> absolutely but, but you know the, the other thing is though too is is now that she's coaching i can ask her questions too and ask her advice you know because she she's a she's a girl and i can ask her okay how how does this work you know what how, how do i handle this what you know what because back back when page was wrestling i treated her just like a guy. Mm-hmm. And I know now, I know now that you can't treat girls just like guys when you're coaching them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I did that probably back when I had my girls team in the two thousands, I coached them like I coached guys. Um, mm-hmm. Girls are, girls are different. You can't coach them the same exact way that you coach guys. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that. And that, I think that's helped me a lot as far as a coach and, and, you know, with, with girls, I've learned girls need to trust, trust their coaches and, um, you know, boys respect coaches, girls trust their coaches. And so I have to earn that, you know, the trust of those girls that, that they can, they can trust me and believe in me and what I'm doing and saying and, and, teaching them yeah yeah i'm just letting that sink in too i'm like wow that's very very true and very powerful stuff girls boys respect you know boys men they respect their coaches girls and women they trust them that hmm, hmm, hmm. Mm -hmm. that's how i see it anyway hey yeah I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. I mean, you know, it's it's not necessarily a power struggle when you walk in to coach, you know, a team of 15, 20 girls as you know, you could be a new person coming in to coach them. And if they don't trust you, like I knew, like I coached the way that I wanted, you know, I take a little I took a little bit from each, you know, coach that I've ever had and kind of combine them and then put my own spin on it. Like, okay, I know I got all of this and this is great, but I also really needed this. And I think the only reason that I survived in our practice room and in our, on my high school team also is because I, I trusted all of my coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. When did you land your first coaching job page? And when did you know you wanted to coach? I mean, did you always know that was something you wanted to do? I always did. I was actually, I was working at South Dakota State Penitentiary, where I was working before I came here. Um, They had just announced that they'd sanctioned girls wrestling in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. which is where we were. And my husband, um, who also wrestled at BV, uh, he's a good guy, his name's Carlos, Mm -hmm. he was reached out to by the head coach in Lennox and the coach said, Hey, you know, we're looking for an assistant. Is this, I know you're in the area. Is this something you'd be interested in? 
And my husband's like, yeah, but you're, you're going to get like a two for one deal here because my wife, you know, used to wrestle also. And he said, oh, that's great because obviously it's just sanctioned and we have some girls that want to wrestle and we would love to have her in the room. So, I mean, I kind of owe it to my husband for helping me to get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. I don't usually give him a lot of credit, but without him, I wouldn't have got my foot in the door, especially, you know, up up there where I didn't know necessarily a lot of people. I wasn't really known in the wrestling community um, up there. But so I coached. That's where I got my first gig. And it was good. I love those girls. Yeah. How long were you there? I was there for a year. And then I went to Harrisburg and I was at Harrisburg for a year. And then I came to BB. All right. Storm Lake. Yeah. Um, And now you said you have two girls out or you, you, sorry, you have two girls in the room right now. Yes, correct. Okay. And more to come. Yes. Yep. (laughs) We got a, an official, another official commit today. So good, good stuff. So we're up to probably six or seven. All right. And, and I just started in October. So that's good, but we need more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're looking to wrestle in college and you're listening to this, please. <laughs> hold me. Yeah, for sure. And you know, that's probably also a nice, a nice thing about that is there's, um, there's a lot of women who are out. There. I think there's, what I'm going to say is there's more college or there's more women out there that are wrestling than, than colleges maybe, you know? So, you know, you, you, yeah, I'll leave that at that, I guess. Um, because I want to ask, um, your dad about, um, when you would wrestle Paige, um, he would get nauseous and he yeah. would get sick and he would yeah. throw nice. up. <laughs> he would. He would. And, you know, my source told me that you were at, um, you were out in Michigan and you two were wrestling and then you were like, Oh, hold on. And you threw up in your hands. Um, did you continue to hand fight after you threw up in your hands? No, he walked away. <laughs> I found the nearest trash can. <laughs> Wow. Oh. Yeah, I used, to, I used to get a little high, strung and nervous. <laughs> Why? Why is that? You know? I, I don't know. I still do. I, I mean, I, I, I love I love that butterfly feeling in your stomach, you know, and uh, I, even today, coaching the girls today, uh, I, I get uh, it's not as bad as it was when Paige was wrestling, but uh, <laughs> I still get those butterflies. I, I don't know. I, I just like the, the excitement of competition. Mm-hmm. Did you have any of those other instances where you, like, did you throw up and she didn't notice? Oh yeah, there was plenty of times, plenty of times. <laughs> wow, that's <coughs> funny, huh? Yeah, I'd have to watch what I ate the night before. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you have an instance like when? When was the first time you 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 kind of started to get a little sick and you're like, oh, like was that always a thing? That yeah, that was that was kind of always a deal. I mean, more probably more with Paige um, than than with my son, uh, just because you know a lot of the times it just having Paige out there wrestling boys and stuff like that, you know, just want her to be super competitive, and she always was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, always wanting her to do her best, and it would just get me kind of cranked up and. <laughs> 
that's just me. Yeah. What about now as she coaches, do you secretly throw up now? Well, I probably will. Well, it's probably a good thing that we were, co- I, I coached against her, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at Harrisburg. And uh, because otherwise I'm sure when I go and watch her and her team, I'll have those same feelings in my stomach and probably be sitting close to a trash can somewhere. <laughs> Um, also my source said that you're, so you're, you're superstitious as well. Hmm. Who is your source? <laughs> a good, good journalist never reveals a source. Okay. Yeah. A little, <laughs> little superstitious, a little bit. Yeah. Just a little um, bit. Uh, okay. A whole lot. A whole lot. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've been known not to change my clothes for a couple days during a mm. tournament and, other than my underwear. Yeah. Do you still do that to this day? Yeah. Yep. Really? This day. Yep. Hmm. That's, that's just. Where, where did that start? Like, is that something you did when you competed too? Yeah. That was, that was, that went way back when I was in high school and college, just that superstitious type stuff. And Hey, I work today. I'll work next week too. <laughs> was that something also maybe you did in your relationship as you were dating your wife? Like, Oh, well, I wore this on my first date. I might as well wear it on my second date because she liked it. So, yeah, I, I don't. She's shaking her head. She's going, no, not so much. Okay, all right. I didn't know if that, if, you know, if that got the job done. So you just kind of were superstitious. But, um, however, let's turn the page to you know, to Paige. She said she has some of those same superstitious things. So, do you do that, Paige? What, throw up and superstitious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, any of that. <laughs> In fact, when I um, when I was coaching at Lennox, the first time my girls had gone out to wrestle, I was really kind of crazy because the first time I got to coach them was in a gym um, in South Dakota that when I went with my high school team to wrestle, that they told me I wasn't allowed to wrestle in that gym. The school wasn't didn't allow me to wrestle in the gym. So I was like, huh, you know? And so I'm like, wow, my girls, like, I re- we really need to, we need to beat the brakes off these people. Like we have to do really great. And mm-hmm. I just destroyed the bathroom. I mean, all over the wall, it was horrible. <laughs> and I got a hold of my dad and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm puking. Like I'm throwing up. I'm really nervous. And the girls are like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> And my dad's like, it's fine. It's normal when you're pumped. It's cool. It's fine. So he helped me think it was normal. But yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely, definitely still throw up before. Really? Yeah. Unless I have a kid in the finals, in the state finals. I don't, I'm not nervous for those. I don't know why. I think then it's just like, hey, let's have fun. We're having fun. Haha. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's like anything else. Yeah. It's, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> what about clothes? Do you wear the same clothes too then? Yes, I do. Yep. Mm. Um, I like to wash them before I wear them again. I'll try to find a way to, you know, freshen them up. Um, but Not yes. me. <laughs> I have, you know, my, my pre-tournament, pre-dual rituals, and I'll paint my toenails the night before a tournament every time. Um, same color? Yep. Same color? Yes, Which same is, color. what's the color? 
um, 21 candles on my cake. I think it's what it's called. I don't know. It sounds really weird. It doesn't sound like the name of a nail. It's called cake. 21 candles on my cake. I think so. Yes. Okay. It's OPI. I really need to find the color again because it's getting goopy and gross. Yeah. I have a whole other, like a whole year to find it. So um, I'll find it. I will find it. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and so any other, any other rituals? You said you have rituals. Yeah. Um, painting, painting my toes. Um, you know, I'll pray, I'll pray a lot. I'll call my parents and bother them. Um, I'll call my brother and bother him. Mm -hmm. I'll keep my husband up and ask him, you know, certain questions like, is everybody going to make my biggest fear is everybody making weight, somebody not making weight. So mm -hmm. that's usually what I'll get sick over. And I don't really like to talk to people until everybody's weighed in and then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Dave? Do you have any rituals as well? Um, I used to have a few, I haven't got back into them, uh, but I used to, I used to have to go to Dairy Queen all the time and buy one of them giant malts and, <laughs> or blizzard before the, before the meet or before the football game and, and have one of those. Uh, and it had to be at a certain time, you know, in between 4.30 and 4.45, I'd have to get it <laughs> so I could be at the football field or back at the gym for the meet. So, oh, oh, wow. We got down to them. To yeah, we were, we get, oh, and I, I'd have to drive down the same street. <laughs> have to drive down the same street. Yeah. Every, every time there was a meet, you know, you have to eat the blizzard in the same place. What? You have to eat the blizzard in the exact same place. Yeah. In the coach's office. <laughs> so. And you'd have to park your car. <laughs> so. Mine. Yeah, a little weird family here, but no, that's that's you know what. Uh, if it makes if that's what makes you feel comfortable, you know that's that's what you got to do. You know that's your routine almost. You right. know. Huh. My dad, so yeah, his fault. I'm like this. <laughs> was your was were your parents like that, Dave? Like, is this like a family generational? No, no. My my parents were just real cool with everything. Yeah. You know, I, I suppose I got nervous, but they never let on that they were nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, but. I wonder, do you recall your wife ever being nervous too? Like, or was she the one that had to calm you down? No, she's a, she's a wreck too. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, she, she gets, she gets a little wound up. Um mm -hmm. You know, she, you know, when I, when I was coaching, I would be coaching high school and Tori, my wife would be take the kids to their tournaments when they were in grade school. And then she'd be videotaping them so I could watch them when I got home. Mm -hmm. And uh, half the time we were watching the ceiling or the crowd, or she was videotaping anything but the match. Cause she was screaming <laughs> out her. Like, hey, focus on the match next time, you know, and then you could hear her, you know, screaming and screaming. And pretty soon by the end of the tournament, she didn't have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she gets a little wound up, too. We're looking at my wife. She's she's skinny and stuff. But uh, she's, you know, she's she's a wiry little thing. And, you know, she's she gets wound up me. I'm. You know, if you look at me, I'm, I'm I don't look like I would get too wound up, but I, I, I don't outside my body. I do inside my body. <laughs> there you go. 
just means you know it just shows how much you how much you care you know ultimately how much you all care you know that's just that's just your way of showing that you care <laughs> yeah that's that's just our makeup our dna i guess yeah <laughs> what's the how's the program look this year coach storm dave i should um how's spencer doing Oh, we're 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 doing all right. Um, I think we're team dual wise. I think we're five and two right now. Uh, we've we've won a couple tournaments that we've gone to. Um, you know, going into the back part of the season here, uh, we only got about a month left. We'll be done wrestling January or February third. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got got some pretty tough. For tough girls. I mean, we're they're gonna have to hang and bang with some people to get on the metal stand. But uh, you know, I, I I'm real happy with 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 our girls because coming into this season, I had four seniors that left last year that were pretty good girls, and uh, it's kind of concerned about what we were gonna have. We had a bunch of freshmen come in and they're first year freshmen that have never wrestled before, and we've got a few diamonds in the rough, man. They've really stepped up and wrestled well for us. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where they, where they end up after regionals. But, uh, you know, we, we have, we have uh, Olivia Huckfelt. Yes. She's a, she was our state champ heavyweight last year. Um, she's currently undefeated. Uh, I think she's 20 and oh, right now, 20 pins. Um, you know, she's, if she stays healthy, I think, you know, she'll, she'll win a title again and, and she's a junior, so we'll have her back next year. So, and her only lot, her only loss as a freshman was to Emma Peach, who was a three-time state champ for Iowa. She got beat in the finals by her. So she's, she's real deal. She's tough. Wow. And, and Paige, do you go, do you travel back to Spencer much and, and help with practice or, um, you know, kind of help coach a well, a little bit as well? Um, I have not this year. I went back last year over either Christmas break or Thanksgiving break. And I, and I helped out at one practice or I just rolled around a little bit with some of the girls. Um, but I have not been back to Spencer to, to my, to my my practice room, I guess, um, this year yet. But I have followed, you know, obviously been following them around to to tournaments and along with other other programs as well. And yeah, it's it's fun it's fun to see. It's so fun to see what where it's at right now, especially at that school because like that's my school. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and Paige has uh, she's been having she has open mats down there mm-hmm. at okay. BV so. We bring our girls down there uh, to practice uh, with other communities. So kind of a big open practice type thing. So she gets to see some of our girls down there too. Nice. Yeah. And so do you have, what, what do you, as a coach, what are you doing this year? Obviously probably a lot of recruiting, but since you're not competing, you know, what, what role are you having right now as head coach? So right now, um, I'm, I've been helping out a little bit with the men's program. Um, my husband has been in helping with the men's program too, while we're waiting to, you know, have our first, you know, official season. Um, but just kind of networking, getting to know people, talking a lot to people, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 
you know, meeting a bunch of these different coaches, these high school coaches and kind of connecting with them as well in the area and just learning the ropes of, you know, recruiting and financial aid and, you know, all that, all that good stuff that I, you know, I guess when I, when I was in college, I never really thought about, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a whole, whole different side of it. Yeah. <laughs> good, but you know, and, and, you know, the financial things of it, as far as like placing orders for uniforms and that it's really fun because it's interesting and it's something new, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've, what I've been up to coming up with practice plans, even though those change all the time, depending on what everybody needs to work on. But yeah. Can you have a practice? Well, yes, but I mean, like for next year, just in case. No, well, I guess I would say like, so you guys, so, so your women can practice, you're having practice, like can, scheduled practice. We can practice. Yes. Okay. Okay. So at least you have that going for you that they're, you know, even though your season doesn't start till next year that you're able to get in on the mat. And, and that's cool that you're having open mats like at, at the university. Yes. Yep. Uh, BB is actually an AAU. It's one of the AAU sites as like oh, a, nice. kind okay. of a regional mm-hmm. training area. So we have, we've had girls come up from Des Moines. Um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. Uh, the Ridgeview area, um, Spencer, Spirit Lake. I'm trying to think of where else. Just a lot of air, like a lot of places. So mm-hmm. it's good. It's nice when they come because then they don't just have to practice with, you know, their teammates. They have, you know, other girls to wrestle with and it helps them to network too. Right. Yeah. We all have to stick together. So, yeah. 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 Um, Have they released the regional sites yet for high school girls? They just did today. I won. Okay. I thought I saw. Okay, cool. And so where, where are your, where's Spencer headed? We're region two. We'll be going wrestling in Sioux City at the Tyson Event Center. Okay. Okay. Is that I, have, I I just got I didn't get to look at look at it real close. So I just kind of mm-hmm. scanned it before uh, we started talking tonight. So I can't tell you exactly who's That's all good. in it. But mm-hmm. yeah. okay. And how does so uh, as a refresher for people how do, how does that work now? Um, do the top um, top two go? Top four? Go to state. Top four. Top four. Yeah, top four. And each school can only enter one wrestler per weight class, which the past couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, you could wrestle, you could enter three, four girls from your team into a weight class. So uh, now that everybody's kind of on the same playing field, it kind of evens things up because you don't have four people in one weight class. Mm-hmm chewing up a bunch of other wrestlers yeah. and gaining points for your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and it'll be interesting uh, because now the girls are going to have to move weights, you know, which will be an interesting dynamic of cutting weight or or gaining a little bit of weight and just kind of shifting a little bit where they didn't have to really maybe not do that in the past. Yeah. Uh, well, this year we had, you know, there's 13, 14 weight classes, I think. And, uh, you know, five pound increments starting at a hundred pounds up to 145 pounds. Then it goes 155, 170, 190 and 235. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the, it, it's a it, kind of a new thing for the girls having to understand how you hold weight, and you yeah. know they got their two pound allowance. So now our one fifteen pounders can weigh one seventeen, you know, which they you know they, they they like that. They get a little bit more weight, but you know our our thing in our room is we're we're not cutting weight. You know what comes off in practice comes off. You know I don't want you. Not right worried about your weight not eating you know eat have fun just wrestle mm-hmm. yeah Paige, did you ever cut much weight was that something that you ever did as a grown-up yes <laughs> yes, uh, yes. It, it, i i had to in order to to compete with boys it, you know out of season i was about 150 ish pounds um and then you know i i cut uh, 130 pounds Sometimes I was a little over 150 pounds during football season, but mm-hmm. that was okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely did that too. And I didn't necessarily always do it, you know, the the right way, but there wasn't a lot of, you know, resources that we had. I'm sure there were resources out there, but, you know, we didn't really know about them at the time. You know, it was the early 2000s, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't a lot known about it. Not a lot known about the effects that it would have, you know, on your body later and things like that, or the effects that the heat of of the room and things would have on your body, you know. So yeah, but yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and just with women, they hold weight differently. They lose weight differently, you know. So it's like even that also had to be just in, you know, just uh, a challenge in and of itself. Yep. And, you know, and, and I know like my dad and he, obviously he knows because I was his daughter and we're, you know, we're pretty close. Um, but, you know, and it's all also dependent on, not the, I don't know if this TMI, but you know, where women are at in their cycle, yep. how, where, how their weight is fluctuating, you know, and that's something that a lot of people don't take into account, mm-hmm. but we kind of had to learn, learn that the hard way. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that's something I've I've thought about recently as well, not only for women, but just women athletes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, well, regionals is coming up, for instance, and that might be that time of the month. And you're going to hold on to water, aren't you? Because yeah, yeah. So, so you have to kind of plan for that. And, and that's just and you're 14, 15 years old. You know, I mean, you're you're getting them when they're in, in college, but still the same the same rules apply yep that just has to be a new ball game and something you know that that i'm thankful that my parents had me do too was i wouldn't i wouldn't go to bed unless i was at a certain weight or if i couldn't make like if i wasn't at that certain weight right before bed i would wake up at you know 4 30 in the morning when the world was still sleeping and and i would you know put my sweats on and, and get to work. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big thing why we don't, I, I don't want our girls on our team to cut weight just because of there's because of where they're at in their cycle and stuff like that. I think they, they've learned uh, the past couple of years that, you know, if whatever comes off in practice comes off and you just kind of monitor it from there and then they just watch it themselves when they get close to getting their period and, you know, kind of 
see, hey, today you weigh this much, you know, see where you're at at the end of the practice today. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's helped our girls this year a lot just by not stressing about the weight cutting and uh, not really. I, I, in fact, I don't I, I only have one girl that's cutting weight and that's be, uh, because she, that's the only weight class that she'd be able to wrestle if she didn't cut a little bit of weight to get there. Okay. So, yeah, but and, she's you know. but she's she's got she's got it under control. I yeah. mean, she she works she works hard and keeps it worked off. So mm-hmm. the other thing I noticed, so I was at the uh, I went to UWW World Cup in Coralville and watched and um, and what was also interesting was the hair women and how they have to do their hair, you know. Um, the ponytail did not seem to be very popular, did not seem to work and hold the hair very well. So like, is that something that you had to learn over time? Both of you, you know, to how to do your hair that best kept it out of your face when you wrestled. So back in the day, (laughs) we had these things called slickers and because everywhere had a hair rule. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those like you put it over your head, like almost like a swim cap. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were so gross. And <laughs> um, that's what we, unless we were wrestling freestyle, we didn't have to have them. So I was like, yeah, yeah get all out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's what we had to do. And if you didn't have one, I guess, before we discovered the slicker, um, my mom would just braid my hair, we call them battle braids. So battle braids, oh, battle cool. braids. I like it. And so now, you know, Dave, with girls wrestling, how do you have them, you know, how do you handle the, like, do, do the girls just do a good job of braiding each other's hair? Yeah, they, they, they do that, uh, that, you know, either on the bus on the way to the tournament or up in the stands after weigh-ins, they're all braiding each other's hair. Mm-hmm. I just say, hey, you know what? Get a haircut like this and you don't have to worry about it. Simple. <laughs> You know, I wonder about that too. Like, like that isn't a, it, for one. It loses weight. You don't know how much you know. You know it weighs so head. much. You know, there was one year at nationals. Um, I think I can't remember if I was a freshman or a sophomore at USGWA nationals, and I was so scared I wasn't going to make weight. And my friend's like, "Hey, look, Kelly Rasmussen." She's like, oh, "Paige, we might have to cut it." And my hair is down to my butt. So I'm like, no, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And of course I start like freaking out, crying, thinking, oh my, I'm going to have to shave my, I'm going to have to shave my head. This is terrible. Now I'm really going to look like my dad. Like this is really not good. Not a bad thing but, look like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got a lot. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I just, I made it, but, whew. and I've seen it done. I mean, girls that have, chop their hair off because they didn't have time to dry it before they could get their last way in or girls that have just like shaved their head. They didn't do a very good job, you know, <laughs> and girls that have cut their hair and not made weight. Did you say they cut their hair because they didn't have time to dry it? Yes. Yep. Wet hair is heavier, a lot heavier, Fine. especially if it's really thick. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. It's very surprising. It, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I guess, I guess my thought would be, why would you get your hair wet then before you weigh in? But, well, I mean, if you're sweating, you know, mm-hmm. and going. Oh, so right. Duh, yeah. Kelby, duh. 
Ah, wow. So then you're, you're sitting here running and trying to lose weight and you're almost, you're, you're kind of losing weight, but you're kind of also somewhat doing the opposite because your hair is heavy. Yep. In a way you got, you just got to make sure that you have enough time or you did not saying this is a good thing. So I don't want anybody like going out and doing this, but yeah, <laughs> you, you have to make sure that you're dry, you know, wet clothes are heavier than dry clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the same with hair essentially. Mm-hmm. And you know, one other thing that I, I think I was talking to Megan about it. Um, wrestling women and girls is a lot different than wrestling a guy, you know? So like, how has that played a role? I guess for, for you, Dave, specifically coaching girls and coaching with Paige when she was growing up, like, like you're saying, you're coaching her and you're coaching them to wrestle boys. But then when they wrestled women or girls, like it, it was almost a completely different ball game. It is because when the when Paige is wrestling boys, boys are not as flexible as girls. So you can put a half on a guy and eventually they're going to turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get a good half and wrist. Now with, you can put a half on a girl and you can twist her into knots. I mean, they are so flexible. Their flexibility is just unbelievable mm-hmm. compared to a guys. And, you know, and those, those girls can get twisted up completely different things that work for guys don't always work so well for girls when you work on certain moves on pinning combinations, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like uh, when, when your girls are wrestling or one page used to wrestle with guys, um, you know, we were big into the cross face and, you know, running a barbed wire or a butcher or whatever, you know, and, and showing girls that they're so darn flexible, you know, you can pull that arm across and it about wraps around their head to where with a guy, it would look like their shoulder was dislocated, mm-hmm. you know? So there's some, there's some different, some different strategies and stuff that you have to kind of look at when, uh, when you're coaching those girls, because their flexibility is way different than guys mm-hmm. and their center of gravity is a little lower than guys in their legs and in their hips, you know, guys are, you know, a lot of muscle up top, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not so much down below, but the girls, their center of gravity is just different than guys. Yeah, the the hips was the first thing that I always thought of because they're made for childbearing, you know, so right. they're, they're going to be a lot, a lot thicker and a lot more, a lot more difficult to run through. And then right. I, I was also talking to another woman and she said, uh, lotion, she wrestled a girl and they, they were, they were lotion. Obviously us guys, we don't put a whole lot of lotion on, but when you're wrestling a girl then, and they have lotion, like they're a little slipperier. You know? Right. And they shave. Oh, makes it even more slippery. Like, yeah. Cool. So, so Paige, when you were competing, you know, like how that had to be an adjustment, you know, that you had to make or you had to think about as you got older, you know, it got a little different. You know, that had to be something you saw or felt yourself. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Especially, you know, like to kind of echo my dad's the flexibility thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but I could also do things on girls that I, that I couldn't do on, on guys. You know, I was, you know, when you're wrestling at, at you know, those weights, you're, you know, you, you get stuffed on a shot, you know, you, you take not necessarily a sloppy shot, but you better get ready to be stuffed on a shot. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're somebody that's, 
you know, and, um, but with girls, that wasn't always the case, um, which, which was nice because then it really helped me with my shots, but, you know, and other things too, like a cross face uh, or a half or a wing, good luck winging a girl. Good luck. (laughs) Really. I mean, it was just like potentially dangerous. Okay. Well, no, nobody's hurt. You know, it wasn't, it, it was just, it was different, but it was, it was a good different because along with all of that extreme flexibility, there's also extreme strength and there are, women are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they our bodies are crazy. Mm-hmm. And the older I'm getting, the more and more I'm realizing that like the body, the human body can take a beating mm-hmm. wow, and still continue to come back. It's just, yeah, that was something that I thought was crazy. Cause I never wanted to get beat by a girl. I was just, you know, I, I grew up and I, it hurts me to say that now because that's very, very demeaning mm-hmm. um, to other women, but, I, but I am a woman. And so now I realize like, that's why would I have ever thought that way? Well, it was a different time. You know, there weren't many of us out there, but I thought I'm going to be the best. I know everybody's watching me and I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to, you know, be an embarrassment to, to my town, to my family, to my team. Like that's just, yeah. that's kind of how I was. I I understand that that was the mindset, you know, because I grew up in that time, you know, I'm 30. So yeah, I grew up in that time where um, from the boy side, you didn't want to lose to a girl. And I'm sure, you know, from the girl side that you're wrestling boys. Now all of a sudden you're wrestling a girl and the mindset is I shouldn't lose to her because I wrestle with the boys. And, and, you know, was it kind of devastating? I, I talked to another woman wrestler and she said, when she lost to a girl the first time she was devastated, you know, because she was like, I shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. Was that, was that similar for you as well? Absolutely. Yes. Um, it was, I was, I was, I was embarrassed in a weird, weird way. I like, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. I felt like, well, maybe I just shouldn't wrestle. I'm not the best. I can, you know, that, that is what broke me is losing to, one of my own you know mm-hmm. like well maybe I'm not doing maybe maybe I'm not great maybe mm-hmm. you know but you know I just I kept working and working and working and 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 I realized look like you know everyone's like oh you're you're state champ but you're a girl state champ so it doesn't count you know or oh yeah you you've won all these tournaments but that's just for girls well I am a girl mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah yeah where did you, where did you go to train? You know, did, it sounds like you had a good nucleus a little bit where you were, but you know, there's always strength and numbers are going elsewhere, you know, to get different feels from different wrestlers. So where did you go? So we like for Fargo training camps, we went up and trained with Minnesota storm at the time because Minnesota, they had quite a few girls on the team at that point. Um, with my friend, Kelly Rasmussen, um, I would go to, they, they had a couple camps in the U.S. at the time. The one that we always went to, well, I guess I always went to, um, was down in Marshall, Missouri. Uh, coach Murphy, the Missouri Valley coach at the time, put on an all-girls camp. And that was kind of where I got to go during the summer. Um, I also went out to the Olympic Training Center a few times after being an All-American at Fargo. Um and then, gosh, where else did I go? Well, the Nebraska team dual camp, that was that was always really fun. It was the only 
girl out of 499 boys. Um, but I had my team and, you know, I knew I was safe with my team. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but it was, it was good. I learned a lot and my brother was there and, oh yeah. And usually anywhere I went that I had my brother, like I, I was fine. I knew Mm -hmm. nobody was going to, I was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Dave, where did you hear about all these opportunities? Like it seems because back in the day, you know, obviously we have to remind people we didn't have the Internet wasn't a big deal. Social media, all, all that stuff. So, like, how did you find these places for your daughter to compete and wrestle and even practice at? Well, what, once we like I said, once we went to that first girls state tournament in Gilbert, and I was introduced to Kent Balo, who was at the tournament, who ran USGWA. Uh, I started talking with him and he would send me information on other tournaments. And then, you know, just started like Paige said, a networking type thing. Got to know the Minnesota Storm, Storm coach, got to know uh, her friend Kelly Rasmussen and Kelly and her parents. They would travel all over and go to these tournaments. And, and so we would you know, just get to know different people in different states and, and what they were doing and, and uh, you know, kind of go in that direction, just building a network. You know, the more people, you know, it's not who, you know, you know, it's just gotta, gotta know people and not be afraid to ask, you know, where, where can we go? What can we do? And then, you know, when we were out in, in Detroit at, at the, folk style nationals we'd i'd run into other coaches you know from other states and you know just being in contact with them and some of the girls that Paige would wrestle and get to know their parents and just exchange phone numbers and just she'd go with yeah like well like like Paige with the rasmussen family out in in up in blue earth minnesota Paige would uh she would go and train with Ty Eustace's dad. And who was the other? Who was Paffinger. the other? Paffinger. Yep. And she would go up there and work with them in freestyle. And then uh, Kelly was looking to go to college at the time. And uh, she, I think she was a junior. And Paige, you were a freshman. And you guys went up into Canada for to some college opens and wrestled in some college opens up there and got to know people up there and stuff like that. You know, at the time, all the USGWA things that Camp Balo was the founder of it, um, they, all of these state tournaments were open state tournaments. So you had girls and, and they would travel all around the U.S. for like a belt, okay, this giant belt. And they would, you would get awarded a belt or the belt, I guess, um, at the national tournament which was up in Lake Orion, Michigan at the end of the year. And so there were girls that were actually homeschooled that would travel all around the U.S. to all of these different state tournaments to like wrestling other girls. So like a girl from Maryland could wrestle in, and they would make sure that they would place them where the state tournaments weren't all on the same like days or in the same weekends. Mm -hmm. So Ours in Iowa was usually the Sunday after the high school boys Saturday night, like finals on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Then they would have, you know, 
the girls state tournament on Sunday, but you would have girls from every state show up to wrestle. So you weren't just wrestling girls from your own state, which also helped, I think, a lot with the networking at the time, too. Yeah. Hmm. Did you did you play any other sports? I know we're kind of, it's kind of yeah. a long way into it, but I'm just like, what I guess. Yeah. What other sports did you play? Um, I played football and I ran well through and ran, I guess, in track. But yep, football, track and wrestling. Well, track and wrestling. And did any of those others really stick? Did you? I mean, obviously, did, you probably enjoyed them, but you just wrestling just had your heart, huh? Well, I mean, I wasn't all that fast and I really wasn't that at the time big to be to be, you know, I wasn't I didn't really have the size to be a great thrower. Um, but football, I was I was small compared to everybody else. And I knew I wasn't there weren't a lot, you know, any opportunities, I guess, as far as the football went from mm-hmm. where I was at. But um, I just kind of knew like wrestling there was, I think, eight colleges at the time in the U.S. when I graduated. And I was like, OK, well, I want to go to college and I have eight options. So that's this is something that at least I have or I can see somewhat of a future in. Mm-hmm. But and then there's also women's, you know, there was women's wrestling. And I thought, oh, hey, you know, in 2004, when they had the Olympics, I was like, perfect. This is great. Now I know it's a real thing and it's not just like a pipe dream, like, you know, me playing d1 football somewhere it's not mm-hmm. you know for me that wasn't going to happen but yeah i, I love football and, and track was kind of my social sport um it's not that i didn't take it seriously but it was mm-hmm. the only sport that i had other girls in so like it was fun because you could talk yeah. at practice <laughs> you <know>? yeah yeah <laughs> what position did you play in football um i was a long snapper nice okay so for mainly pat um mm-hmm. I could, I mean, my, I guess my dad was on the coaching staff too, but I would have snapped it for, for punt, but I was small and my coaches were concerned that, you know, taking off down the field, I'd get, be very sought out and, you know, leveled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know it sounds like an excuse, but that's what I've recently learned. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> learning more and more about myself i just wanted to i just wanted to keep her safe (laughs) yeah i knew i knew knew she could pat snap and uh extra point snap and you know she wasn't going to get piled on by somebody and and sought out and somebody wouldn't headhunt her running down the field so she was safe and she did a great job for us Mm -hmm. nice did you um what other did you expose her to just all sorts of sports and she just stuck to those like yeah she played she played softball up until i don't know sixth grade something like that and but uh you know her main sport was was wrestling she just you know she would rather wrestle than do anything else so we just stuck with that yeah um this has been fun like i said i I'm honored. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have thought of a better now that I go back on a better way to do my first joint interview with the both of you, you know, and the story you guys have. And um, is the USGWA still, is that still around? Cause I've never heard of that. I, I don't think so. I, I um, Kent Balo was the one that started it. And 
Yeah, I, I it was going strong back in 2008 when Paige was still wrestling. So, you know, for a good 10 years, it was around. I'm, I'm sure it went a few years after that. Uh, but, uh, you know, you ever want to find somebody to talk to, Kent Bella would be an excellent person to talk to because I always tell people if it wasn't for Kent Balo, women's wrestling in the United States would not be where it's at today. Cause he's kind of got started the whole thing up. He is the grandfather of the women's wrestling movement in, in no the kidding. U.S. It, it was his irregular way of thinking that has gotten us to where we are hundred percent. You know, like when we would go to the national tournament out there in Detroit, you know, Hawaii was there, Texas was there, Oregon, every, every state was represented. There'd be, there's six to 800 girls that were there at this tournament. So it it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's all we had. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's a good way to put it. Also his, 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 what'd you say? His irregular way of thinking. And I feel like, was, yeah, yeah, back then was considered an irregular way of thinking was what mm-hmm. got us here. Yeah, his and 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 his willingness and your willingness too to push push the boundaries a little bit, you know. And I, I really like what what Dave said earlier about he wasn't twenty years too early. Iowa was twenty years too late, you know. And I think a lot of people now would say the same thing. It's just it's unfortunate. You know, like with a lot of things, you know, you think about women's rights and civil rights and you're like, why did it take so long? You know, it's the same thing. You know, why did it take so long for this to be sanctioned? And but hey, I, we're, we're, we're here now. Yep. I mean, yep, yeah. And, right. I, and I was making some noise, man. These girls are awesome. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. the explosion just from last year to this year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm guessing that it's going to be as big again next year as it was this year yeah because it's it's just blowing up they're saving the sport of wrestling yes yes um i talked about that with somebody um uh her name is becca roper she is at the uh dan gable museum and she's a big advocate and she i asked her um you know when the United States or when the IOC was going to kibosh Olympic wrestling. And that is almost when you can kind of tell the two kind of coincided. That's when women's wrestling really started to pick up some steam and it almost like got everyone kicked everyone in the ass that like, Hey, we need this to support this. So, um, but Dave, uh, have you announced that you're retiring? I don't want to po- put it. Well, in the- I, I'm just retiring from teaching. Just from teaching. Okay. Teaching. I think I'm, I, I, I'm having fun coaching. And if they'll let me come back, I plan on coming back for a year or two yet or a few okay. years. So, but you have, you have, I guess you have announced that you're retiring from teaching. So I don't post I, this yeah. and then catch anyone off guard. Okay. Yeah. And so what, what's in, what's in store for your future? I don't know. Lay around for a while, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. I want to get on our motorcycles, take a couple motorcycle trips, and yeah. do some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What's your watch wife doing? Watch Paige, Paige's team wrestle. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, be able to go to some more, uh, more you know, wrestling events that are you know I'm kind of tied down to now with mm-hmm. the wrestling part of it. But yeah, what's your wife uh, do? She uh, she's a 
behavior interventionist at, uh, she taught 36 years and then she retired and then she was retired for a year and she got an opportunity this year to, uh, be a, a behavior interventionist at the Catholic school here in town. And she took it. So she's, you know, she can reach She's been retired, went back to work. Now it's my turn to retire. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, yeah. Enjoy it. You know, um, I, you know, good luck the rest of the year. Um, you know, and is there ever, have you ever talked the two of you about potentially uniting as, as one in coaching? It'd be a lot of fun that, you know, we, we have talked about right now. My son is my assistant coach on the girls team and it would be great, you know, somehow, some way, you know, you know, we could all three coach together. That would be like, that would be a, you know, a dream come true type thing for us. For me, anyway. Yeah, I keep asking them if they want to come and be my assistants because my husband has been acting as my assistant for the last couple of years. So, I mean, it'd be like, it'd be awesome. It would either be really great or horrible. <laughs> right. You'd all, you'd all be throwing up at the same time. Right, right. Yeah. There's only so many trash cans. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's funny well this yeah again this has been awesome i appreciate you both taking the time to sit down and chat with me um excited for both your seasons this year well Paige, i guess yours next year but um yeah the the new coach greeter put on uh the facebook here bv wrestling shirts those are sweet i know I know. Um, I'll reopen the store here soon with enough interest. Um, I'm going to try to have it reopened toward the end of the month. Okay. And then it's all shipped to home too. So if you order a shirt or sweatpants or leggings or anything from the store, then it, it just ships to your house, which is nice. So you don't have to worry about coming, you know, driving anywhere, especially yeah. with weather. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So again, yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate both of you, what you've done Thank for you. the sport, what you've done for you know, Iowa girls wrestling and, and beyond, you know, like you said, it was your way of think, you know, you're pushing the boundaries that helped get us here. You know, I know Dave, again, want to be modest and not take credit, but you know, you know you've, you've done some things, you know, and you've had help along the way too, but you know, who knows without you two where it would be. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Well, I'll let you know when I post this. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, this yeah. has been a lot of fun. Yeah, good. I appreciate yeah, it. It wasn't that bad, was it? We're all scared. <laughs> well, I was going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you going to throw up before this? Oh, man. All right. <laughs> then when yeah, you I had start... butterflies. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that made me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe I will, you know, if you don't mind, you know, one of you uh, pass Camp Baylo. Is it Baylo? Baylo. Yeah. yeah. You know, pass me along and, you know, maybe see if we can't talk to him, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do, you have, uh, do you have Facebook? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on Facebook. And I will I will try to page you, too. I'll try to get a hold of him and uh you know i know he's out of the wrestling part of it now but um 
I'm, but he, the guy follows wrestling everywhere. I mean, he, I, I think he was just down in Iowa City not too long ago at the uh, Worlds. So, I mean, he, he's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got an awesome story. And he, he's, he's a storyteller type person. So, <laughs> yeah. But when he talks about stuff, I mean, his, his, uh, his experiences and things are great. I mean, he's met some of the best women wrestlers in the world. You know, and, and he's had some of them come through his a more majority of them come through his tournament mm-hmm. at USGWA Nationals. So Sarah McMahon's, you know, oh, wow. you know, uh, Veronica Carlson's, the Adeline Gray's, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of those. Well, a bunch of those girls. Paige. Has, John, all, uh, all of them. Anybody that is over the age of 30. That is still continuing age. to wrestle. Yeah. Most likely went through USGWA. Wow. At some, yeah. They, they, USGWA was before USA Wrestling caught a hold of it. Before AAU caught a hold of it. It, it was USGWA was the your only opportunity really to wrestle other girls, to be guaranteed to wrestle other girls. Yeah, well, other than Fargo. Yeah, there was Fargo. Yeah, but but they but that at was that it. time, but at that time they didn't have far or USA wrestling did not sanction or did not do any folk style wrestling. That wasn't until your senior year. Right. When they started doing folk style. For for girls, yep. Oh wow. So it was all freestyle. No. Well, it was all all USA was all freestyle, yes, for girls. Wow. Up until 2008, they had their very first folk style national tournament. Wow. That was in Oklahoma City. Yep. Wow. Hmm. Gosh. What kind of vehicle did you drive? Because you had to put some mean miles on it. We, we did, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. We, well, we, a couple times when we went out to Detroit, we went with the Sluicks. Uh, Tiffany um, wrestled. She's, is she your age, Paige, or Brock's yeah. age? Yep, so we, we would load up. We got a big cargo van and we rode out to um, Detroit with them. And uh, another year we got we rented another cargo van and we rode out with the Goodells from Osage. Hmm, yep. And at that time, was it Trent? Yep. Page? Trent was dating Sarah McMahon. Yep. So okay. she she rode out there with us and then we rode. We got some Greyhound buses for about three years, four years. We used to load up down in at Gilbert, and we'd get on those kind of at Gilbert, and then uh, that would be with a bunch of people from Iowa. A bunch of Iowa girls would go on that, and then we uh, would ride the bus out and back, and then we drove ourselves. And then one year, the year that you got MRSA, we flew. Ooh. Yeah, you don't have to put that part in there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the one time. That was the one time we flew. Yeah, and it was, and it was a, it was a good thing we flew because yes, she was one sick girl when we got home. Yeah, that was that was horrible. <laughs> but yeah, but we 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 used to drive all over hell, man. Colorado Springs, Kansas City, Detroit, Michigan, or uh, Minneapolis. Oklahoma City. Yeah, we 
you know, just to get a few of those girls tournaments in, you know, it's, that's why I don't think these girls understand right now how lucky they got it. You know, you can go half hour from home and find a tournament now. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, and, and great competition, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but there's some fun stories within, within that. And then, you know, talking about your bus trips, I'm sure. I'm sure. But... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bus trips and the parents after the tournament was over with and uh, all the stuff that went on, mm-hmm. the drinking and partying that went on in the hotel rooms. And, yeah. Oh my. Did you have to raise your own money for that then? Like if you took yeah. a Greyhound bus, did you parents have to pitch in and raise your own money? Yep, yep. We all we figured out how much it was, and then everybody would, and we included a hotel on it too, so it'd be a whole package deal. Um, wow, you know, and and you know, here here's one of the things, and I, and I did this is one of the like this is one of the how how far it's come. Okay, so when Paige would go to nationals at Fargo to wrestle at freestyle nationals. All right. For the boys on the boys end of it, they had this fundraising pack that they would send out to the boys and they yeah. could earn their singlets, earn their money to stay in the uh, hotels and, you know, their, their food money and all this other stuff. So I called and I said, Hey, what kind of package do we have? What kind of package can Paige get? And they said, well, you're just going to have to find your own. You got to pay for your own way out there. You got to pay for, you know, your own entry fee, um, your own hotel rooms. I still did all the fundraising, though. I had to do all the fundraising. I just didn't see any of that from all my, I didn't get to see the fruits of my labor, I guess. (laughs) You know, and yeah, so it it was things like that. And then, you you know, the, the years that she was out there, they would have a team picture. But she was never in the, she couldn't be in the team picture with the boys, although she was her and Chandra and Tiffany were the three girls representing Iowa. They couldn't have their own picture as the girls team couldn't be in with the boys. Um, you know, it's just and and now, you know, Charlotte Bailey's done a really nice job with USA. She's the director of USA Wrestling. But, you know, it took a woman getting that job to kind of straighten things out so that the girls have the same opportunities as the boys do. Mm. And, and well, and then in, you know, in 2006, Paige was female wrestler, USA female wrestler of the year. She wasn't invited to the banquet, but she got her plaque in the mail. But then they had, we got the USA flyer, the paper that would, they would send out and everybody's pictures in there except for pages, but we didn't, we didn't know that they had a banquet. And, you know, it was, it was just kind of that, that kind of stuff that, you know, made you mad back then, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't right. Wasn't fair, but you know, that, but, but it's come a long way. It's not that way anymore. Yeah. So, but, so then uh, did you fundraise for Fargo yourself then? It sounds like it, Paige fundraised a little bit. Yep. yep. I, I had to sell the raffle tickets and all of that same stuff that, but the boys did. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, so you, you but then you she didn't, the she didn't get the, she didn't get the money that came back to her. Yeah. Right. So uh, you still had to fully pay for everything. But, yeah. We did that. We did that one year. We did that one year. And I said, we're not doing that again. <laughs> I sold a lot of raffle tickets, like 
the parents had a boat. Um, you know, it was we lived by Okaboji and and we had a our family had a boat and we would go to Gold Point. And I'm not kidding you, I got like probably like close to a thousand dollars worth, like I sold close to a thousand dollars worth of raffle tickets. Because you know, you just sell them to drunk people at Gold Point and people will buy them. It's crazy. Ah. But yep, nope, didn't see any of that. <laughs> it probably went to pay for my plaque. Never. <laughs> huh. Wow. Yeah. You know, I know we don't like to go back to the negative stuff, but that just. Yeah. There, there are just things like that that just like, come on, man. Right. It just, you know, is, you know as, as a parent, you know, you know, as an athlete or going through it as a kid, you know, like I can relate to Paige going, you know, you, you don't see the stuff that your parents go through and the struggles and frustrations and the moments that you probably maybe even cried behind closed doors, you know? And, and so that's just, I, I get it a little more now and it's just, I just, that's tough. So, you know, you know and, I, and I'm sure that, I mean, if you ever talk to, you know, Tiffany Sluick, Chandra Peterson, you know, those girls that Paige ran with back then, they got the same type of stories that we do. I mean, it was just, that's just the way it was, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Ke- Kelly Rasmussen, she chopped all of her hair off and in order for them, like her parents would enter her into tournaments with the first name, Joe. What? Yeah. 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 When she was, when she was a little girl, they would cut her hair like a boy because her name was Kelly Joe. So they just called her Joe and they would enter her as a boy. Joe. Joe. And and she was she was a skinny little thing, you know, didn't have didn't have a chest on her or anything. So she was just this tiny little girl and she just go in there and just whip everybody's ass. And they're like, where's this Joe from? You know, and they didn't they didn't even know it was a girl. Did you do that? Did you ever do that with Paige? No, she wouldn't let us cut her hair that short. <laughs> Not happening. Wow. Hmm. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of us out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll have to get a hold of her for sure. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Interesting. Huh. And and not, again, not to talk about the negative stuff, but just that uh, that's your experience. That's your journey. And, you know, now it's it's better. It's better now. And that's it's what we, we can focus on now. But oh, yeah. And that's that's when, you know, when they sanctioned it, man, I, I, I choked up and it was like my my wife was crying. And it's like, yeah, yeah, the day's finally here, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was to be honest with you, I was glad I was back into coaching and I could be a part of it and see it and witness Ooh. it, you know, because it, 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 it meant a lot to yeah. see that it was sanctioned. How did you find out? Both of you. How did both of you find out? We were at the girls' state tournament. You were there. Okay. Yeah, we were there. I was, I was coaching our team. So you, did you not know until they flipped the signs over? When well, you- we had heard. No, but nobody, nobody was for sure, and, you know. And then Clarissa Chung was running around there, and somebody's like, ah, "I bet they sanction it since you know they just hired her." Mm-hmm. And uh, but then when you know when they flipped the signs over and stuff like that, it was yeah, it was really emotional. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Paige? When did you finally hear the news? Um, well, I was coaching actually at a tournament. Uh, 
in peer that day and my mom like I'd been in contact with my parents and you know, just to make sure everybody was doing okay because I couldn't get service to watch everybody's matches on time so I was also coaching mm-hmm. people but um my my mom she's like I think they're gonna sanction it I'm pretty sure they're gonna announce it they're gonna announce it I know they are <laughs> yeah, okay Woo-hoo. you know what's another 30 years fine like mm-hmm. whatever and then my husband and I were driving back and we were getting ready because my dad had um we were getting ready to watch Olivia Huckfelt in the finals so I was trying to you know look on the phone and then all of a sudden yeah we were right near Hartford so close-ish to Sioux Falls where we were living and my mom called and my phone was just blowing up my mom called and she's just like bawling. I'm like, oh gosh, this really happened. It really happened. So then I just lost it. We had to pull over because I was crying mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it together and I didn't want to get mad. Oh, but yeah, that was, I'll, I'll never forget that. It was just like a, like almost a relief, but just there's a lot of, a lot of work that still needs to be done. You know, it was sanctioned two years ago in South Dakota and, you know, their very first state tournament, they didn't even have the girls weigh in like there is so much work that still needs to be done as a whole to girls wrestling as a whole um but i think that they have the right people working on it and they're they're going about it the right way i think i mean mm-hmm. yeah erin curtly does a very she does a very good job mm-hmm. yeah and now and now you're both a part of it you're both a part of it now to yeah. you know now to get the product you know, to where it needs to be, you know, it's already fun to watch. I hope, I hope I can make it back for the state tournament because I'm sure my cousin will be wrestling in it. So that'd be fun. But yeah, that's what February 3rd, third, second, third, second yeah. and third. And that's at extreme arena again. Yep. Extreme arena. Awesome. Awesome place. It's really nice there. It is. Um, yeah, I miss, I miss the barn, but I'm weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, your body people getting next to the mat. It's so fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is a slight bummer. Isn't the second and third of Thursday and Friday? It is. So that and then is- I think I think the, the boys are going to have the state team duels on Saturday. Oh, at the extreme arena, too. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So I don't know how all that's going to work, but mm-hmm. yeah. So we're Thursday, Friday, and then uh, the boys wrestle on Saturday there. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. Things are trending up and anyway, sorry, I've kept you a long time, but. Hey, well, thank you again. I <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed you. it. Nice to meet you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to both of my guests, Dave and Paige Storm, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. I also want to give a quick thanks to Coach Greeter for helping me get in contact with the Storm family. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. I also have a new website you can visit at www.letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.com.
www.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time. Hey, hey.